Good morning. My name is Eric Hinderleiter, and we're pleased that you've invited us uh, to share a word with you this morning. Um, as you heard uh, from Pastor Lynn, we serve as mission co-workers in Klaipeda, Lithuania, uh, at an international college on the Baltic Sea. It's been our gift and our pleasure uh, and our privilege to serve on your behalf as mission co-workers in this post-Soviet state. The college uh, arose after the collapse of the Soviet Union uh, with a mission uh, to provide a transforming liberal arts education to a new generation of leaders. And the goals of the, the college are to restore democratic thinking and to um, teach the students the value of the market economy and to rebuild civil society all within the context of a Christian worldview. Uh, LCC is one of our mission partners. Uh, we've had a long-standing relationship with the church that transcends Becky and I. The Presbyterian Church has been uh, instrumental in establishing this college, uh, and it's doing okay these days. It's, uh, it's in business and educating students. The other partner we have is the Evangelical Reformed Church of Lithuania, the Presbyterians in Lithuania. Yes, they're Presbyterians there. They're Calvinists. Uh, in a few minutes, you'll be reading from the Heidelberg Catechism, which is the, the catechism we share with them. Um, the verse of the year from this church is from Romans 15. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Uh, these many months, it's been our privilege to be welcomed by quite a number of Presbyterian churches, and uh, we enjoy that. It's our privilege, all for the glory of God. What we're doing, Becky and I, these months that we're in the United States, is what's called uh, Interpretation Assignment, IA. And it actually is very biblical. The Apostle Paul and Barnabas, at the end of their first missionary journey in modern-day Turkey, were taken down to the sea in Antalya, and they sailed back to the church that had sent them on this mission, the church at Antioch. And immediately upon return to Antioch, they called the church together and related all that God had done. Our report this morning, my message to you, is what God is doing in the world. Uh, Ephesians tells us that God has a plan, a grand design, and he's revealed that mystery to us. He's called us and blessed us on our way to do the work, building his kingdom, redeeming the world. As mission workers, uh, we've learned to read the Bible with new eyes. So it's my privilege this morning to share a few thoughts with you about the passage from Ephesians and to give you some sense of what impact um, God's plan is having on students that we encounter. Will you pray with me? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. The passage from Ephesians um, that I read uh, talks about God's plan. God has a plan to redeem the world. First, it was a mystery. Um, and then it became an open secret. It's been revealed to us that God's plan is to redeem the world, to gather all things, both in heaven and on earth, in Christ. And I've been thinking about what it means to be in Christ. 
Our theology tells us that we're called by God. Individually, we're all called. Um, the word here is chosen. We've been chosen before the foundation of the world. And that's a powerful message to those of us who believe. We've been destined for tasks in redeeming God's world. We're all in Christ. Our theology says that Becky and I are called by God, uh, and we believe we are to do this work. Uh, it feels right. Uh, we hear this call from the voice of other people, from our students, and say, they say, we're glad you're here. Um, you are needed, and we will support you. And that if, that uh, is our call, but our call goes beyond that. We're sent by um, you, these congregations in the Presbyterian Church. Our theology says we hear the call of God, but our call must be confirmed by the body of Christ, and you are the body of Christ. Uh, and so we're, we're pleased and privileged and grateful that the Presbyterian Church, that would be you and I, uh, have sent us to this place called Lithuania now these 15 years. So I want to spend just a, a few minutes now uh, reporting on what God has done and in the voice of students that we've encountered. Um, it, it seems to me that that's really what you want to hear from, is not from me, but what do the students say? And I want to tell you about four students. Uh, stu two students, sorry, two students will tell you what the problems are in their society, this post-Soviet society. You remember that Lithuania, Ukraine, and others were physically incorporated into the Soviet Union, and that legacy casts a long shadow. And here are the problems that they see uh, in this post-Soviet society. I asked one student, who happened to be from Moldova, the poorest country in Europe, why she came to LCC. And she said it was really to be an agent of change in my society. Uh, Anna says, in order to understand why students from Eastern Europe chose LCC, they have to understand where these students are coming from. The educational system in the former USSR countries is rotten, and everybody knows it. In Moldova, corruption is so bad that even our new prime minister had three fake diplomas, including his high school diploma. Everyone knows it, and nobody does anything about it. There is no way one can get a good education here, speaking about Moldova. There's no such thing as genuine research. Uh, therefore, LCC is one of the few opportunities for students from uh, Eastern Europe to access high-quality education abroad. What she goes on to say is that um, countries from where the health, education, and justice system are rotten from inside, we get to see a different picture at LCC. Uh, we learn about the possibilities. We learn about the opportunities to become agents of change. And she says, I'm no longer willing to tolerate many things that are happening in my society. And I'm trying to advocate for change among my friends and family to start with. Anna has seen um, the possibilities of a more fair and just society, and she plans, now that she's back in Moldova, uh, to be an agent of change in her society. Here's another student who happens to be from Ukraine, 
that talks about the problems that are going on in Ukraine. You know Ukraine is, is in conflict these days. Uh, the separatists in the east, there's fighting. And we have a number of Ukrainian students at our college. And here's what Vitaly says. As far as I was growing up in a Ukrainian society, I saw that the church was blended with culture so much that being an Orthodox Christian is not even under question. You have to go to church uh, at least several times a year because that is the way it is. Most striking is that the Bible is still presented in a very old and difficult Slavic trans translation, which is impossible to read and understand. I saw a TV show where people were asked about what happened on Easter. Said the predominant answer was that on Easter is when Jesus was born. Um, the church is so much a part of culture, he says, that you can't separate society uh, from orthodoxy. And that becomes a challenge then. The, the image that uh, students have of what the church is and what the state is is very different than what we would say in the Reformed tradition. Um, and Vitaly is learning um, that uh, faith in God gives us a stance in the world. It's very much our Reformed tradition. We go into the world. We're not of the world, but we are in the world. And he sees the opportunity um, now to provide something different as a new generation of leader in his home country of Ukraine. Now, here's two stories that briefly talk about what students think they might do when they graduate. Um, at LCC, you've got to do a senior project, a final uh, thesis or, or business plan. And Alexei um, did a business plan on a Christian camp. He'd come to understand that uh, Christian camping uh, is a spiritual experience. Our book of, of, of prayer and study, the mission year book, says that something on the order of 40% of officers in the Presbyterian Church had a significant spiritual experience at camp. And he wants that for Ukraine. So his idea is that he's working on something greater than himself, he says. I'm confident that each one of us has some talents to offer. This project of designing a Christian camp was my opportunity to serve God with my brain for the first time. I was very excited about seeing lives being changed through uh, Christian camping. In my opinion, whatever uh, maximizes objective happiness in the world as defined in the Bible is what we should do. And he concludes by saying, children's smiles are definitely on God's list. That's what Alexei sees as the possibility. And the final student is another uh, young lady from Ukraine talking about her hopes and dreams. Uh, think back now to the passage from Ephesians. God's grand design, his plan to gather all things up uh, in the fullness of time. And here's what Svetsana says about her dream for her country, Ukraine, it should sound to you very reformed. As a Christian, I do have hope. No matter what the circumstances will, will be, the belief in God's sovereignty and providence that all the events in history shall ultimately promote the glory of God is my hope and comfort in this difficult and uncertain time. As Ukraine is recovering from its Soviet past and moving towards European integration, it strives 
for uh, what is possible only if, as a nation, we preserve and strengthen our Christian heritage. Uh, the idea of the sovereignty of God, uh, that we may not understand everything clearly, but God has a plan, and history uh, is moving in the direction that God intends to redeem the world. And that's also our comfort. Uh, in a minute, you'll be reading from the Heidelberg Catechism about our only comfort in life and in death. These are the stories that we would share with you from our experience in working in Lithuania. It's not our doing. Uh, often we're surprised and puzzled by the uh, response of students, uh, but they're, they're looking at us. They're watching us closely, and they want to know why we're hopeful. Why have you come? Why would you bother? Why would you think anything in our society could change? We don't think there is any possibility. Uh, in many cases, Becky and I feel like strangers. If you ask us who we are in Lithuania, we're strangers. We know we're never going to be mistaken for Lithuanians, no matter how good our language may become, no matter how long we're there. We're always going to be perceived as strangers. But the image now that we have is the possibility of strangers, like that stranger on the road to Emmaus. That was Jesus. And those two disciples were literally going the wrong way. They were fleeing Jerusalem. They'd given up. They expressed what I think is the saddest verse in the Bible. They said, but we had hoped. We had hoped Jesus was the one, and we've been defeated. And Jesus as a stranger reinterprets the scriptures to them, beginning with Moses and the prophets. And he tells them, no, that was meant to be. It was necessary. Uh, and this, the story concludes, of course, that these two discouraged, defeated disciples turned around and went 180 degrees, 180 degrees the other way because they had hoped and they said the scripture burns within them. So it's our task to bring hope. Uh, First Peter says we should be ready to give an account for the hope that's in us. And that's what we hope we get across in our lives and in our teaching and the way we live is that we're hopeful people. We're Easter people. We understand not only the events of Easter, but its meaning. Uh, we're having the experience and we're conveying, we hope, the meaning. So let me end this with, uh, with reading one of the hymns from the new hymnal, This Is My Song, because I think this sums up the way we're beginning to see the world. So listen to this hymn. This is my song. This is my song, O God of all the nations, a song of peace for lands afar and mine. This is my home, the country where my heart is. Here are my hopes, my dreams, my holy shrine. But other hearts in other lands are beating with hopes and dreams as true and high as mine. My country skies are bluer than the ocean, and sunlight beams on cloverleaf and pine. But other, other lands have sunlight too and clover, and skies are everywhere as blue as mine. So hear my song, O God of all the nations, a song of peace for their land and mine. This is my prayer, O Lord of all earth's kingdoms. Thy kingdom come on earth, thy will be done. Let Christ be lifted up till all shall serve him and 
hearts united learn to live as one. Oh, hear my prayer, O God of all the nations. Myself I give to thee. To him, to let thy will be done. I think that's what the meaning, uh, to me at least, is this opening of the letter to the Ephesians, that God has a plan of peace. God has a plan to unite us all in one, to gather up all things. And we've been blessed with spiritual blessings. We've been given the tools, the inheritance, the promise that we need to do this work. So friends, thanks again for the invitation. This is our word to you. And we say that this is to the glory of God that we, we serve in Lithuania. And you're part of that story. You've sent us. We're hopeful people, and we're bringing hope uh, to a part of the world that could use it. We're raising up a new generation of leaders that we hope, as Svitsana said, will transform the society and make it more fair, more just, and more faithful. That's not our doing. That's God's doing. That's his plan to redeem the world. Amen.